Good morning, Pathway Church. My name is Pastor Nate, and we are so glad that you are with us this morning. We know that you have a lot of options right now to watch a lot of different things online, but you chose to be with us, and we are so thankful. And we love you, we miss you, and we want you to know that God is with us. There's just one thing I wanted to share. I guess finally it happened. People found out that I was preaching, and nobody showed up. So today, wherever you're at in your living room, I don't know if you're going to boo me, maybe laugh at my jokes. I don't know. So there's maybe some good and some bad to it. I had somebody say this last week to me, say this. They said, I love this church at home. And I was like, why is that? And they said, I can control the volume. I can control the AC. I can go to the bathroom when I need to. I can do everything I want to do. And I'm like, church online is perfect for you. Yes, it is. Yeah. So we are so glad that you are with us. Um, as you may see, some of you saw a video maybe this past week. You see our backdrop here. Um, it is still part of my office. I'm still looking for who was involved in that. So if you can help me, that'd be great. So that's why all the amazing high State stuff is behind me because this is my office still um, behind me on the stage. So we're so glad that you guys are here. So the title of today's message is called Emotional, and there's a reason that we wanted to title that, and I sent something out on social media, and uh, I never usually ever do that, but I kind of just wanted to uh, ask you guys, um, everybody, it was some friends from Ohio and some college buddies and all these different people um, on Facebook and, and other uh, social media, uh, different platforms, and I said, just, just comment an emoji of how you feel, and, and we got all different sorts of different emojis on different social media platforms. And thank you for everybody that responded. It was great. And so I think that's the thing. And the title of this message is Emotional. Tell me how you really feel. And I believe right now, church, and when I say church, that means whoever's watching in all these different states and different places, everybody today. So church, tell me how you really feel. I believe that for many of us, we're all feeling different emotions. I think we're kind of up and down. There's a lot of things that are happening that are out of our control. And for some of us, this is the first time that we've ever maybe experienced this where we've had to go through something and we've lost total control. And so I think about that and I think about how we use emojis in today's world to express ourselves, to express our emotions. And that's the way we do it, whether it's through text or on social media. We use these emojis to express ourselves. And so we're having a little bit of fun with that, but we're going to use that to dig in and to dive into God's Word. There's something that kind of struck me this past week, just with me personally, as we begin this message and as we begin to dive into to God's Word, that, that kind of struck me, that God kind of spoke to me personally. And it was this. Our daughter, who's six, year, six years old, Ava, who's watching at home, love you, baby. Six years old, she was having these nightmares. And so for many of you, you've been through that personally, or you've had kids or, or grandkids that have experienced these nightmares. And, and it just breaks your heart when you see a, a small child just crying because they're afraid to go to bed. They're fearful. They're scared. And you want to do whatever you can to take that fear away as a parent or a grandparent, guardian, whatever it may be. You want to take that, that fear away. And thanks to her big brother, he let her sleep with her a couple nights and, and she jumped in his bed and thank, thank the Lord for big brothers to be there. And Banks, we love you, brother, and we know you're watching as well. 
But there was something that took place and I said, Ava, you know, it's, it's, it's time. Let's do this. We can do this. Let's get back in your bed. And I can remember, and some of you can relate to this, and I can remember in that moment, I can remember just getting her in her little bed, and I remember sitting down and kneeling right next to her bed, and we pray at night and do our, our, our time together. And, and I was kneeling right at her bed, and I was just talking to her. And I remember, and you can, you can relate to this as a father for many of you that, that maybe have experienced this, and, and I got real close as she's laying down, and I got right near her face, and we were praying to Jesus. Like, Jesus, take these nightmares away. Take this fear away. Allow her not to be scared anymore. And in that moment, I got to thinking how I believe that Jesus is speaking to us. Our Heavenly Father is speaking to us in these times of uncertainty. I believe he's so near. He's face to face. And as many of us are trembling in fear and our uncertainty, and we're not sure what to do, and he's just saying this, it's okay, I'm here. That's what I kept saying to Ava over and over. Ava, do you realize mommy and daddy, we're right here. We're right here. We're, going, we're not going anywhere. We're not leaving you. It's okay. And Jesus is with you. And I believe before we dig any farther into this message today is I believe that's what something God spoke to me personally in my own walk is he's just leaning in. He's just leaning in face to face, at least with Nate. And, and I know he is with you. And he's just saying, I'm not going anywhere. I got this. Don't be scared. Don't be fearful. And I believe that's something that spoke to me in a powerful way this past week. As we dig into God's word and as we talk about this and we talk about emotional, tell me how you really feel. And I'm just going to share a few points today. And it's just a couple of very simple verses from God's word. And as you're at home and sitting there in your pajamas today, if you would turn to Philippians chapter four, and we're going to read four verses Verses four through eight. Now on the screen, and normally we read from the ESV version. Today I'm just going to read these scriptures from the NIV version. So I just want you to know that. That's just Nate changing it up as God was speaking to me and some of the things I was doing and how this, uh, every version has different words that I want to make sure comes across. And I want you to get this today. Philippians chapter four, verses four through eight. And this is what God's word says. Listen to this. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Listen to that today. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. Verse 7, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts, will guard your minds in Christ Jesus. Verse eight, finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, listen to this, think about such things. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, as we dig into your word, May you be glorified in this time. Lord, we're kind of having some fun on this, just talking about emojis and emotional and how we're feeling and we're all, all over the map right now. And Lord, as we dig into this word and we break these verses down, as we talk about them a little bit, Lord, may you be present in every living room today. May you be present in every home today, no matter where they're watching, across Florida, across the different states, and maybe even across the world today. 
May your word bless them today. We love you and praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. So as we break these verses down, I'm just going to give you a few points, and I'm just going to share a couple things with you today, and I want you to get this. The first one is this. As we, as we talk and as we look through these verses and what Paul is writing here to the church of Philippi and to the Philippians and what he's saying, I want you to get this. The first one is this. In this time of uncertainty, the first one is this is what Paul's writing is he says, be joyful. Be joyful. Now, here's the interesting thing. Why had they lost their joy? Why was it that the Philippians had lost their joy in this time? Maybe it was the, 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 tension, or the, the tension in the church family or, or something that had reduced their joy in that way. Or, or maybe it was their concern for Paul and, and his imprisonment that was stealing their joy. Or maybe for them it was just the everyday struggle of everyday life and of the Christian life that was robbing their joy. Wherever you're at today, listen to this, to be joyful in what Paul is telling us and expressing in these verses. And it says this, Paul told them to stop it. He said to stop it. Listen to this. Paul repeated himself. He repeated himself in that short verse for emphasis. Listen to this. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice. But let's note this, that the importance of the observation, Paul commanded that that they be joyful. Paul's statement was not a suggestion, rather it was a command, rejoice in the Lord always. How's that for an order today? How's that going for you today? Because it's been a tough week for many of us. How is that command going for you? Even Paul told the Thessalonians the same thing in 1 Thessalonians 5, 16. Be joyful always. That is a command as well. So how you command someone to be joyful always, isn't that impossible? How can we always be joyful? Well, listen to this. What's easy for us to forget in this matter is that no matter our circumstances, we can always rejoice in the Lord. Now, I know that's easier said than done, but you got to know and hang on to that command today. Be joyful. I say it again. Be joyful. Rejoice always. Paul didn't command them to rejoice in general. He asked them and told them to rejoice in the Lord today. I love this. I got this from a friend of mine, and I love this, and hopefully you get this, and, and maybe you can write this down today as, as you're trying to be joyful in this, in this new life that we're living, this new journey that we're all taking together. Joy, like peace, is not the absence of trouble, but the presence of God. Amen? Man, that's good. Joy, like peace, is not the absence of trouble. We know there's going to be tough times. But when we rejoice in the Lord, we feel the presence of God. Amen? When we have Christ at the deep center of our lives, we can delight in the Lord even on the dark and dreary days. Even on these days that we turn the news on, we can still be rejoiceful. Even the days we get on social media, we can still be joyful. Because the joy of the Lord is not dependent on earthly things. It's dependent on what God has for us. Listen to this today. Why is this truth and why is this characteristic so important? Get this. 
because we know we're all taking this journey together. Life is hard. Life is hard without the virus. Life is hard without losing jobs. Life is hard and Satan is ruthless. You got to know that. We've talked about that many times. We have an enemy because our joy is not automatic. Listen to this. We know there's hard times. We know that many of us that are here watching today and listening today, we've already experienced tough times in the past week or two. Listen to this. We know we're going to have loss of jobs. We know there's going to be some family trouble. We know there's going to be things with the coronavirus. We understand it. We know just like Paul, who is in prison, there's going to be tough times. But even in prison, he says, rejoice in the Lord. And again, I say rejoice. Today, you got to know. You got to know. To make it through this, you got to focus on the Lord and rejoice in Him today. And I know you're saying, Nate, that's easier said than done. I didn't say it was going to be easy. Listen to that. Joy, like peace, is not the absence of trouble, but the presence of God. Amen. The second one is this, as we kind of break these verses down, and and this is going to maybe step on our toes a little bit, but I love what he's talking about here in in, in verse 5 in this this chapter. And the second one is this, be graceful. Oh, my goodness. Be graceful. And something I thought about right away as I was studying going through this is I thought about just the fruits of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Some of you may remember that song, the Fruits of the Spirit song. I think about that and how well are we doing this? How well are we being graceful? Well, I can tell you right now, if any of us have tried to go get some toilet paper, I don't know how much we've been graceful. But I love what he says in verse 5. He says this, Paul wrote this, Let your gentleness be evident to all. To be graceful. Let your gentleness be evident to all. But the second part of that verse, and I talked a little bit about in that story with fear. And it says this, the Lord is near. The Lord is near. Once again, Paul is commanding that God's people develop the characteristic of gracious gentleness. Paul wanted the Philippians And all of us to treat people with gentleness, patience, and graciousness. I'm telling you, the church, listen to this church, the world is watching us in this time of trouble. The world is watching us. How well are we at being graceful? How well are we doing showing the fruits of the Spirit? We know that there's issues. We know that there's problems. We know in the Philippian church there was problems. We know there was relationship damage that was going on in the Philippian church. But listen to this. What Paul is saying is encourage everyone. Relate to each other with gracious gentleness. Graciousness has to do with forgiveness, patience, and being non-judgmental. For whatever it is, now everyone is online. If you weren't online, now you're online. Everyone's on social media. So what I love and what's happening is even between churches, which is sad. Once again, listen, the world is watching. For some reason, we've notched it up a little bit in our judgment. 
We've just taken it up another level to judge each other when we should be helping each other out. And I'm not saying everybody, but I've seen it. Even churches saying, oh, you can't do your online platform as well as we're doing it. Listen, the world is watching. Now is the time that we step up and we be graceful. We do what Paul's telling us in the midst of trouble, in the midst of tough times. Paul is in prison and he's saying, show this gentleness. Show this, grace, this graceful attitude. Show these fruits of the Spirit. Gentleness has to do with us treating people with kindness and softness and self-control. I've had my... My toughest times this past week going to the grocery store on that self-control. I want to give those Jesus honks when people are pulling out of the parking lot and I'm trying to control it. Just ask my son. This past week, just a quick story. This past week, a guy was pulling out and I gave one of those Jesus honks. My son looked at me. Honest story. Banks is sitting at home. He can tell you. All right. Honest story. He said, Dad, that was a little longer Jesus honk than normal. <laughs> and I said to him, I said, son, sometimes there's just some people that you got to give a little extra to. That was it. But you know what I'm talking about. But the world is watching us. The world is watching us. And I'm talking to myself. But what is it that we can do to show and to be graceful? Because we live in a world now more than ever. And a culture more than ever that has lost touch with this gracious gentleness. But I believe as Christians, we must shape what it is and what it means to live this way. What if Christians, we started transforming from the inside out? What if Christians, we started to conform to the pattern of Christ and not of this world? We must become a relational, gracious, gentleness person as Paul's talking in these verses. Listen to this. I love this. I love this and you got to get this today. I believe that God's calling us to be graceful. I love this whole thing and I believe this is where we're at right now. I believe the reason that Paul gave this command to the Philippians to be graceful because get this, because being graceful will allow everyone not only to survive, but to thrive. You got to get that today. If we step up as the church, if we live out what God's word says, if we're doing what he's called us to do to transform ourselves, not to conform to the world, but transform ourselves to Christ and to be graceful. I believe that we're going to see people not only trying to survive this, not only trying to get through this, but I believe that we're going to thrive this today if we do what God is asking us to do. Amen. Amen. Listen to this as we go on to the next one. And it says this, as we break these verses down, I'll talk a little bit more. No matter where you're at, I hope my buddy's watching today in Ohio. I love you. You know who you are. Listen to this today. I know he needs to hear this word today, but not only him, but myself and maybe many of us. But the third point and what Paul's talking about in these verses, and I want us to get today is this. Be prayerful. Be prayerful. Listen to these verses again. 
Do not be anxious about anything. But in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. Brothers and sisters, get this second part. And the peace of God, this is God's word, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. If you hear nothing else today, hang on to those two verses today. But be prayerful. Listen to these things as we kind of break this down a little bit. In these verses, Paul shared the secret to having a worry-free life. A worry-free life isn't something that maybe everyone wants. I believe we all want a worry-free life. I believe right now in these anxious times, in these moments that we're not sure about what's going on, we want to live this worry-free life. But many of us, We know all too well the anxiety that this all and everything that's happening and what it brings to our life and how it can destroy us. Listen to this. The word worry comes from an old word that means to strangle or to choke. Listen to this. We know that right now depression and anxiety is high and the conditions and how it affects us. And we know that it's everywhere. We know what's happening today. So listen to this. How do you deal with this anxiety? How do you keep from worrying? And how can you not be anxious about anything? Paul gives us the answers today. Paul answers for the problem. It's prayer. Paul says that if we're going to be able to worry about nothing, then we must pray about everything. Get this today, church. But I believe during this, for whatever reason, during this whole thing that we've been through with the coronavirus and everything that's happening, unfortunately, instead of going to God, instead of praying about it, instead of figuring out what it is that we need to do, we do the opposite. We call friends and try to get their input. We get on social media and try to get their input. We turn on the news and try to get their input. So unfortunately, sometimes we get these two things reversed. We worry about everything and we pray about nothing. We worry about everything and we pray about nothing. So we worry, we worry, we worry, we worry. Turn on the news, let's watch the news more, more, more. We get more anxious, more anxious. We're on social media more, more, more. And we believe everything that's on social media because everyone on social media is a doctor, right? Everybody on social media knows everything. And so that's what gets us more anxious and gets us more worried. And if we just listen to these verses and what Paul's writing is he says, pray about everything. Be anxious about nothing. But unfortunately, we get it reversed. We worry about everything and then we pray about nothing. And I believe this is our prayer today, what Paul told us and what he taught us in this. I believe Paul gave us the instructions in verse 6. But we pray and we do this prayer and petition with thanksgiving and we present our requests. We need to trust with him. We need to trust him with our present and our future. Listen to this in verse 7. Get this again today, no matter where you are in this. If you are worrying, if you are anxious, I'm going to repeat it again. Verse 7. And this is the kind of peace that Paul promised we would find. The peace of God, 
which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. If you notice in that verse, what I love is that Paul spoke about the peace as a guard for our hearts and mind. I love that. I don't know if you caught that in that verse. I love it because our minds are a place where anxious thought arise. Our hearts are places that fearful emotions take over. And I believe what God's saying is, is let let God be the guard over your hearts and over your mind today and over these anxious and fearful emotions. What I love about it too is this, is that the amazing thing about God's peace is that it is beyond human understanding. God's peace is essential to living during these anxious times and these circumstances. And so maybe today you're out there watching wherever you are and maybe today you're saying, Nate, I'm not sure how to pray. I'm not sure where to start. I want to give you just some verses of scripture, some very awesome, amazing prayers from God's word that maybe you can start that I love, but also is encouraging. So maybe today you're worrying, you're anxious, and I believe today, here's a start. And some of these will be very familiar to some of you, but maybe you're watching today and this is the first time you've heard these prayers. I want you to get this today. Matthew chapter 6, verses 9 through 13. Listen to this. Some of you will have this memorized. I'm just going to read it how it is in God's word. Our Father in heaven. Maybe sounds familiar to some. Hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, God. Your will be done. On earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we also forgive our debtors. And lead us not in temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Maybe that's your prayer today, the Lord's Prayer. The second one I want to read from Scripture, and this is what the Lord gave Moses to tell Aaron, and this is Aaron's prayer for Israel. I love this prayer. I say this prayer often, and I've spoken it to our church here and Vero Beach many times, but listen to this exactly from God's word. Numbers chapter 6, verses 24 through 26. Listen to this. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you. And be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you. Remember that? What I said about Jesus being right here. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. Feel that peace today. The next prayer, I'm not going to read all the verses. I'm just going to read the first two. This is Hannah's prayer out of 1 Samuel chapter 2. If you want to read the whole thing, it's 10 verses, 1 through 10. 1 Samuel chapter 2, verses 1 through 10. I'm just going to read the first two verses today. Listen to this, Hannah's prayer today. Listen to this. Then Hannah prayed and said, My heart rejoices in the Lord. In the Lord my horn is lifted high. My mouth boasts over my enemies. For I delight in your deliverance. There is no one. Holy like the Lord, there is no one besides you. There is no rock like 
our God. Amen. Amen. So verse 8, I want to read verse 8 to you. And I want you to get this. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Now, I want to just have some fun just for a minute, and I want you to get this. I believe Paul's instructions, what he's talking about right here in verse 8, it's something that we can remember, and it's something that we can take with us through this whole season that we're in. This is something I want you to get. This is the way I learn. It may not be. That's probably why I'm a youth pastor. Get this. I call this, hopefully you can see that, I call this the PERP plan, all right? Okay, hopefully you can see that. I call this the PERP plan. Listen to this. An acronym, the PERP plan. It may even show up on your screen at home. Get this. Think about these things. This is what Paul is telling us to think about. The acronym PERP plan. Listen to this. Pure, excellent, right, true, praiseworthy, lovely, admirable, and noble. I believe, church, if we do the perp plan, what Paul is telling us, and we live by that, he's telling us to think about these such things. I believe if we do the perp plan, I believe that we can be joyful. I believe that we can be graceful. And I believe that we can begin to be prayerful like never before if we live by the perp plan. Some of you are writing that down maybe. Some of you are going to never forget this. Some of you are like, Nate, move on. That's all right. The perp plan, pure excellent, right, true, praiseworthy, lovely, admirable, and noble. What if we Christians started to live by the pert plan today? As we wrap this up and as you think about the pert plan, the worship team, they're going to come up and they're going to get ready to wrap this up today. We know it can be very distracting at home. There's a lot going on, but I want you to get this as we wrap this up. And no matter where you're at, no matter what's happening in your life today, and as we're all feeling this and we're all kind of this emotional and we're all different emotions, we're all feeling different things, we're all going through different things. We know there's been loss of jobs already. We know businesses have been shut down already. We know many of our lives have been turned upside down. Life is different, there's just no doubt. I've said it many times, the world is watching now for us as Christians, as the church, to step up and to do what Paul's telling us in these verses. But I was, I was praying and as I was studying and getting ready for this message, many of you that are part of the church, you know that I love music, I love songs, I love the lyrics to the songs, I love all these different things that that is behind the lyrics of a song. Old hymns, new songs, it doesn't matter. I want you to get this today and I want you to hear this. And I actually didn't even know the story. God just kind of gave me this old hymn and I want to read it to you today. But the story goes like this of the person that wrote this hymn. Her name was Louisa Stead or Steed. I'm sorry if I messed the last name up. Some of you may know this story. Some of you may be this the first time you heard it. But the story and how she wrote this song and where the lyrics came from is I guess the story goes is that she was at the beach with her husband and her daughter. And I guess there was somebody out in the water and, 
And we know here in Vero Beach, we know that the tide or the currents can take you quick. And I guess there was somebody, a young boy that was out there and the young boy got stuck in like a current and her husband went out to go save him. And unfortunately, both of them didn't make it. Both of them drowned, her husband and the little boy. And here as a wife and now as a mother and her daughter, they're watching this take place. They watched their husband and father drown trying to save this boy. And these lyrics came out of that horrible, horrific event. And some of you may know this old hymn and some of you may not, but I want you to listen to this hymn today. So no matter how anxious you are, or maybe even as we're having fun, how emotional you are today, this is the lyrics to that song that was written. Some of you may know it. The title is, Tis So Sweet to Trust in Jesus. Tis so sweet to trust in Jesus. Just to take him at his word. Just to rest upon his promise. Just to know, thus saith the Lord. Jesus, Jesus, how I trust him. How I've proved him o'er and o'er. Jesus, Jesus, precious Jesus, oh, for grace to trust him more. Oh, how sweet to trust in Jesus, just to trust his cleansing blood, just in simple faith to plunge me neath the healing, cleansing flood. Yes, tis sweet to trust in Jesus, just from sin and self to seize, just from Jesus simply taking life and rest and joy and peace. I'm so glad I learned to trust thee, precious Jesus, Savior, friend. And I know that thou art with me, wilt be with me to the end. No matter who you are or where you're at, no matter how anxious, or whatever it is that you're going through. Those words are true today. Paul's word, God's word is true today. And maybe you're out there today and you don't have a personal relationship with Jesus. Now, today, right now is the time that you put your trust in Jesus. So wherever you are in your living room, in your kitchen, you pray a prayer and say, Jesus, I need to know you. I want to trust you. I want to live this life. I'm tired of living anxious. I'm tired of going through all the things I'm going through. Jesus, I want you to be sovereign of my life. I want you to forgive me of my sins. And wherever, wherever else you are today, whoever you are out there, whatever it is that's happening, I believe as we sing this song and as we hear those lyrics today, to trust in Jesus. I believe in every circumstance and every situation, he is showing us a victory. And so what is it and how is it can you see the victory in every circumstance today? We're gonna sing this song, see a victory. And I ask wherever you are to just praise our heavenly father today. Dear Jesus, thank you. Thank you for your word. Thank you for Paul's word, even though in prison. He told us to be joyful, graceful, and prayerful.
Lord, we live by those words. We live by the pert plan. We live in times of uncertainty that you gave Louisa those words. Tis so sweet to trust in Jesus. We trust you today, no matter our situation, no matter our circumstance, no matter how emotional, how crazy we feel right now, we trust in you and we are holding on to the victories that you are giving us through this season today. We love you. We praise you. And Jesus, awesome, wonderful, glorious, mighty name. falls it won't prevail cause the God I serve knows only how to triumph my God will never fail oh my God will never fail I'm gonna sing your victory I'm gonna sing your victory for the
army meant for evil And you turn it for good You turn it for good You take what the enemy meant for evil And you turn it for good You turn it for good You take what the enemy meant for evil And you turn it for good Turn it for good. You take what the enemy meant for evil, and you turn it for good. You turn it for good. Hallelujah. You take what the enemy meant for evil, and you turn it for good. You turn it for good. For the battle belongs to you, Lord. I'm gonna say a victory. I'm gonna say a victory. For the battle belongs to you, Lord. I'm gonna say a victory. I'm gonna say a victory. For the battle belongs to you, Lord. thank you for the victory we find in you thank you lord for the relationship we can have with you lord i pray that you would continue to draw us to yourself god as the spirit draws us that we would press in now that we wouldn't resist the wooing of your spirit and the wooing of that deep abiding relationship in jesus christ that if we are being called to you right now that we wouldn't resist or push it away but God we would run to you God that we would run to you for the safety that's only found in your arms for the protection that's only found in you Jesus thank you for that that sacrifice that um, incredible sacrifice that you made on our behalf so that we could be in your presence God May we find your presence in these days. May we trust you in these days. May we not trust our emotions. May we not trust those feelings we have. May we trust the Spirit of God and the things that you're saying. Help us to discern what's from you and what's from us and what's even from the enemy, Lord. But either way, you're the Redeemer. You're going to make it right. 
we're going to trust you because that's the only option for those that follow Christ. So we follow hard after you. Lead us, Lord. Lead us to victory. Lead us out of this crazy time, this crazy season, God. And we're clinging to you, Lord. We're dependent upon you, Lord. We trust you this morning. And we thank you for visiting us us in such a powerful way. And it's in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. God bless you, church. We will be emailing and sending more announcements and more updates on what's going on with Pathway Church. We love you. God bless you. Have a great week. Amen. I don't know what happened to the lights there. That was pretty cool, though.